1: impacts you in some way shape or form
2: it's you better you bet presented by betmgm
1: the magnificent football monday edition of you better you bet rolls on nick costos ken barkley here with you On the betql network great hour coming up and then the power hour final hour uh to transpire from 6 to 7 p.m eastern time the whale capper drew dinsick NBC sports batting analyst will join us in 20 minutes we'll get drew's thoughts on super wild card weekend in the nfl 60 minutes from right now uh all our bets for michigan and washington in the national championship game uh side total props In the natty, Tyler Morales will give us his plays as well. We look forward to that. So that's 60 minutes from now to start the final hour of the show. We'll also give you uh, all our bets otherwise for tonight, NBA and NHL, next hour as well. And in the uh, the non-guest segments here, in hour number three on this Magnificent Football Monday, our breakdown of the six games coming up this weekend in the NFL playoffs on Wild Card Weekend. And let's get back to it here. Jake, bring the music back up, please. And, Ken, let's move from Saturday to Sunday. And if people out there are like, hey, well, what about the uh, the two Saturday games? Uh, we did them earlier in the show. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcasts for our early thoughts on the Browns and the Texans, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs. Uh, Miami will play in Kansas City because Miami lost to Buffalo on Sunday Night Football and the Bills winning the AFC East and earning the two-seed in the AFC as a result. And as a reward, Buffalo gets a host Mason Rudolph and the T.J. Watt-less Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'll let uh, meteorologist Ken Barkley tell you about the weather that's expected in western New York coming up on Sunday in a moment. Ken, Buffalo is a 10-point favorite against Pittsburgh. The total here is 35-and-a-half. So, uh, you'd be so kind to play weatherman here for a moment, and then uh, give us your early analysis and thoughts. Any bets, the Bills and the Steelers?
0: Yeah. So, in in the Kansas City game against Miami, uh, your concern there, from a <clears throat> excuse me, from a weather standpoint, excuse me, is uh, is going to be uh, temperature. It's going to be like negative fifty, exaggeration, but like it's going to be really, really cold, and uh, and that'll have a really strong impact on the game. Probably anybody who's watched these like frigid. NFL games know that that's the game. ball ends up being like a cinder block, basically. Uh, this game, sure, like, going to be cold. The concern is the wind. And you know, I got a note from somebody earlier in the show, two different people actually who were, like, uh, just like a, you know, a release service, whatever, pick service, whatever you want to call this stuff, uh, that is very popular, gave out the Lions and gave out the under in this game. And it's one of the reasons why it was bet so aggressively. And so you have I think that combined with... People trying to get ahead of a weather under anyway people that aren't even connected to whatever this community is and that in tandem just drove the absolute you know this price just so far down in terms of the total and it's because of the wind I can give guesses it's not even worth it like astronomical wins projected potentially in this game like can't throw the ball can't kick the ball can't do anything is possible in this game so if you're wondering like well why did they give out the over on a monday or the under rather on a monday why did it get that so much even in addition to that because it's the move it's not just that one thing um that's why everyone's trying to get ahead of the fact that we're going to get to the day of the game and you're not gonna be able to pass the ball i'll just add really quickly if that's the case like this is not some super edge or whatever, because like the prop markets aren't open yet for the game. I can't be like, well, bet Josh Allen pass yards under. They're like, well, nothing's open. And once it's, by the time it's open, everyone's gonna know that this is a thing. There are some markets open that I would call like superlative markets for uh most pass yards in the postseason, most rushing yards in the postseason, most receiving yards in the postseason. If these two forecasts hold in kansas city and buffalo it is a tremendous disadvantage to the quarterbacks that are playing in those games to win those superlative markets like yeah josh allen could have the most pass yards anyway because the bills could win the super bowl but like it really eliminates his margin for error versus uh, josh allen's like the co-favorite in those markets to have the most passing yards it's Dak and then a very small gap and then him Dak's playing in climate control temperatures for the next two weeks and josh allen's playing in a game where you may not be able to throw the ball so just like if we end up holding those workouts that would just be an example of like we'll try to take that to some other markets and like see what it is does any place have like playoff specials for like highest scoring teams and all this, like any of those kind of things are less likely to be impacted, um, by like a weather move to the under, as opposed to the game where it's, it's going to be baked into the price, uh, one way or another. So anyway, that's like kind of your weather stuff, ton of wind under got bet a lot. Um, also worth noting, like, you know, just the TJ watt injury and how significant it is that he's not going to play in this game. um, you know, I, we don't need to do the exact record splits. Uh, one of the most impactful players of any team in the last five years in terms of when he plays and how well the team plays versus when the he most sits and how the team quarterback, plays. Right? The most impactful
1: non-quarterback, right? The It has to be the most he's impactful non He's been more impactful
0: than some quarterbacks, to be perfectly honest, in terms of when he plays and doesn't play. Um, and it makes sense. He's probably about to win his second defensive player of the year award. He led the NFL in sacks this year. Uh, I think everybody understands that. Also baked into this, uh, Mason Rudolph is a first-time starting quarterback in a playoff game he is also playing on the road that has been death historically for these types of players God what was that split uh first time playoff starter on the road 7 and 30 straight up 12 and 18 against the spread double digits it actually gets worse than that so like the the idea is that when the market expects like a buzzsaw that's what we get that's what we get and it's not that the Steelers can't cover 10 or this can't be a weird weather game and it lands nine or it lands six or whatever. Uh, I just don't see a lot here that would make me ever bet the Steelers. And maybe I'll find some ways to play the Bills. I did put in a teaser because there are still a few nine and a halves. I played like a two team, seven Cowboys to win bills, two and a half. Like I put that in just again, like creative ways to play Buffalo to advance to the next round, get something out of that, tie it to something else that you like. Um, That's how I would probably choose to play this. I don't know how much they're going to win by. I'm very confident that they're going to win the game.
1: Oh, so I I'll start there. Like the bills are not going to lose this game. Like they're not losing at home to Mason Rudolph. Like it's the tip, but up will watch Monday morning. Can't believe the Steelers won. Well, like they can. Uh, no, like I, I would
0: I would not say cannot. I would just say I'm very confident they're going to they're going to win. Uh, no, like I, the, I, we see upsets I, go, all the time. Skylar Yeah, it's 100%. Team.
1: Yeah, if they yeah, didn't. Right, I'll say it's 100%. 100%. Okay. The Bills can't lose until they do. Uh but no, they're very Bills extremely likely to win the game. Um I listen, like I I understand. Steelers are up against it no what just, you know, if the total's going to be this low, and neither team's going to be able to throw the football, like, doesn't the underdog start to become a little valuable if the point spread's going to be this, if it's going to be 10, and the Steelers can run it, and Buffalo's got injuries on defense also? This is not me making a case for the Steelers to win the game, and if, like, the weather were going to be somewhat normal, like, I-, I would never bet the Steelers. I don't know, Ken, if I'm rushing to lay Buffalo here, if, like, neither team's going to be able to throw, and you brought up, and I don't know if it was in a guest spot or whether it was you and I talking, I think it might have been with Eric eager that Patriots bills game a couple years ago on Monday night football and Mac Jones rookie year. The bills were definitely the better team in that game. They blew the Patriots out on wild card weekend at home in Buffalo, but Belichick devised a game plan and like kind of like out Fox Sean McDermott. Um, I, why can't like Mike Tomlin come up with something like somewhat similar there? I, again, this is not me saying the Steelers are going to win. Just that if we get further along in the week and neither team's going to be able to throw 25, 30 mile per hour wins or more, I, I'd consider taking the 10 with the Steelers. I I, I don't think I'd yeah, lay it's, Buffalo.
0: It's just interesting, right? Because uh, so in that Patriots game, correct me if I'm wrong, that was Dable was the offensive coordinator before he took the job with the Giants. And oh, uh, yes, and, definitely. And, and, and so obviously like, you know, out Fox Sean McDermott, like out Fox Brian Dable and like not he's not the offensive coordinator right now doesn't mean it has to play out the same doesn't mean you can do the same thing that the patriots did in that game and had a lot of success also like belichick's the wizard of the the one week game plan to do anything it's like his team is designed to be able to be a chameleon every single week and do something completely different and be able to execute that it's hard to do um do i think the steelers have the personnel and know what to even be able to pull that off uh no i don't at all and uh and uh, the other thing is this new bills offense Like, it's funny, like, Gabe Davis maybe isn't going to play in this game for the Bills. Great, they can never hit him downfield in a game like this. The ball's going to blow out of the stadium if they try to throw it to him. Like, it doesn't even matter. Um, A good game for him to miss, I guess. Uh, I I would just say, like, this new Bills offense since Brady took over, like, two of its best components are James Cook behind a really good offensive line and Josh Allen on every third and fourth and short. Like the bills are going to be really efficient in this game like the yeah the steelers like you think about all like the steel like steel curtain run defense like the steelers all this stuff like the steelers defensive metrics this year are are like fine like they're they're good and they've missed guys throughout the year but like watts not playing and they're not that good and i think the bills are going to be able to run the ball on basically everybody the way that they're playing right now to be honest we can wait for injury reports later in the week uh i would consider laying buffalo honestly at this number i i don't know if the steelers are going to score a lot at all or at all honestly the way this is gonna play out we'll wait for the weather and just just really quickly people are gonna say like oh like it doesn't sound like you've made any bets yet like you're just giving us analysis I just like don't feel a really strong re- need to bet early in the weekend playoff week sometimes this is what the markets are gonna be like they're not we're not getting ahead of some four-point move on something like there's We're talking about very small differences. This is like kind of the agreed upon difference between these teams. And now we have to figure out what we want to do. And I can figure that out on Thursday just as easily as I can figure that out today. The weather and injuries are the only two things that are going to change. And I don't know what the injuries are going to be. And I don't know what the weather is going to be. So we'll wait till Thursday and Friday. But just like just kind of how I'm thinking right now. uh, Never, ever the Steelers in this game.
1: And look, like we we come on the air Monday at three o'clock Eastern. Does it do anyone any good if I'm like, well, like I I bet under forty seven and a half in my in Dolphins Chiefs right. in a number that lasted for for thirty Late seconds? Late Cleveland two like, and a
0: half, right? So you know, like, that like, bet, bet the under in the weather games. Detroit minus three. You know, like all it's like great, like I you know neat. Like um, I laid seven Thursday with and Dallas Friday. right
1: in advance right. of a move. Like what would yeah, that do yeah, anyone teaser, any good? Now to to the number fair, seven right? and a half.
0: Yeah, like all the, the nine and a halfs for Buffalo are all—they all went away during the show. There were nine and a at the start of the show. Now there aren't any anymore. Now it's just ten everywhere in this game. So yeah, just it's—it's kind of where we're at. I think the good news is like I'm gonna have bets for these games, and we'll talk about them on Thursday and Friday, and they'll probably be into these same markets that exist right now.
1: Yeah. So I—I I just want to be clear, like very clear about this. So I made like, I would call it like a half-baked case for Pittsburgh half-baked in the sense that, like, I would need, like, a certain set of of things to happen before I would consider betting the Steelers. Like, I would need the wind to be so out of control that, like— and maybe it's, like, a Sunday morning thing that I would do. Because we won't know for sure until then. So you and I do countdown to kickoff coming up on Sunday morning. Where if the wind's going to be really terrible, I would consider betting Pittsburgh at a huge price. But uh, I reserve the right, Ken, if we do the show on Thursday and, like, the weather's going to be, hey, it's going to be, you know, like, eight eight eight-mile-per-hour winds and, like, 28 degrees— I reserve the right to change my mind and like have a different handicap of the game. Just saying that like if the win's gonna be what we think it might be, I would consider I would consider taking the points with the Steelers. I would not do that, I don't think, in a regular in a regular circumstance. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a magnificent football Monday. Drew Dinsick, the whale capper from NBC Sports, stops by next segment. But until then, let's at least start our thoughts here. Uh is this, is this the game that people are going to be looking most forward to this weekend? I guess maybe it's the Rams and the Lions because it's the Stafford Bowl, but I, I can't wait for Dallas and Green Bay. A game that was much like Browns-Texans engineered in a laboratory to be Saturday at 4.30. This was uh, engineered in a laboratory to be Sunday at 4.30. Dallas, the two-seed NFC East champs, hosting Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. And to be fair to Jordan Love, he does not stink yeah, yeah. Playing unbelievable football to close the season. Packers beat the Bears on Sunday to clinch a wild card spot, the seventh seed in the NFC. Can the Cowboys currently at BetMGM, a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite. The total is 50-and-a-half. Uh, obviously, I think we like Dallas in teaser legs. We can talk about that. And also kind of like handicap the game side in total. What do you think here? Pen, pencil, blood, or blank?
0: Yeah, I mean, the teaser's almost just like a math thing. It's just, it, you know... Uh... Good rule of thumb like we, we do this all throughout the year uh if you feel like the point spread is a really in any sport is a really good like football specifically i guess because i don't i think you're gonna tease basketball it's terrible um it's just not worth it if you feel like it's a really good guess about the difference between the teams like yeah we all collectively agree this is it we have a ton of information there aren't a lot of significant you know quarterback injuries we've seen the teams play a lot and this is what the number is yeah great we're all confident that's what it is okay cool now i want to tease away from it now we're all really kind now like this is probably it as opposed to like the week 18 games yesterday who the hell knows what the difference between those teams are i'm gonna pay a tax to tease away from those numbers are you nuts um so these games you know cowboys to win texans up you know uh bucks up which we can talk about like is that gonna like these are classic through three and seven don't mind putting those in sometimes in these situations because like yeah this is kind of what the agreed upon like easily understood difference between the teams is um so yeah like dallas teasers i think are fine i might even leave the leg open i don't love the two and a half ups on either underdog houston would be the preferred one of the two probably um if i had to do it in terms of just this game yeah like i i, I think the Cowboys should we we talked about what this would be seven and a half to nine and a half something in more than a one possession range i think it makes a lot of sense i will say just early in the week uh, I am like borderline obsessed with the over in this game. And I think it's the Cowboys are going to like, maybe Mike McCarthy's dumb. Also their offensive gameplay in the entire second half of the season has been let Dak cook and throw it 900 times. And I think they're going to do that in this game and they're going to have a ton of success. And then Green Bay is going to have to chase the game. And I think Jordan Love's actually going to be pretty good at that. So I think this is like Cowboys buy about this amount, but I mean, maybe it lands within the number. Maybe it doesn't Cow- Packers, maybe backdoor, but I do like the over
1: we'll uh we'll do a little bit more on this game coming up later this hour. I'll give you my thoughts, my bets, my analysis, Cowboys and Packers. Then we'll get to the Rams and the Lions and the Eagles and the Bucks before we bid you adieu here on this magnificent football Monday. But coming up next, we welcome in from NBC Sports the whale capper, Drew Dinsick. His bets for Super Wild Card weekends on the other side with Nick, Ken, and you
0: and finds open space and a beautiful throw. Taylor looking to throw again. Step. Toss, Slayton, touchdown! On the catch and run! And the Giants are pouring it on. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: Indeed, the Giants poured it on and route to a win in Week 18 against the Philadelphia Eagles as the Eagles stumble the end of the season, the Cowboys end up claiming the NFC East, and as a result, Philly, the 5 seed, and we'll go on the road to Tampa next Monday night in the 4-5 matchup on Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll find out what Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, thinks of all the games coming up this weekend in a moment, but coming up in 20 minutes, Ken and I will give you our thoughts continued on Super Wild Card Weekend. Cowboys and Packers will go to the Rams and Lions, and then we'll talk Monday Night Football. All our bets for the National Championship game to start next hour, the Power Hour the final hour. We'll also give you our bets in the NBA and the NHL for tonight as well. But right now, the aforementioned Whale Capper, our friend Drew Dinsick, betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports and co-host of the Deep Dive podcast. You can follow Whale on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy NFL playoffs. How's it going?
2: It's going well. I <laughs> love this time of year. Love the matchups. Uh, I think uh, from... <sighs> You know, set aside sports betting, which is why we're all here. Uh, I think just from a fan's (laughs) perspective about the NFL, this is kind of the best you could ask for, right? Yeah, I mean, well, think about it, Will. Like if you, you know, week
0: eight, week nine, you're going through like the AFC, what those seeds were going to be this is this is better than we ever could have dreamt of in that moment for like what these matchups would have ended up being that like stroud would be what he was and Flacco would be what he was like just get these teams (laughs) in the tournament as the wild cards or as the afc south champ and like kick out a bunch of the teams where you're like god i hope that team i hope that team doesn't make it i'm curious and i know you mentioned off the air like you don't have a lot of bets you're super confident and we'll still go through like some of the games and maybe get a best bet and stuff but just you said last week and Will Brinson actually echoed it when we had him on earlier. He thinks it can be really wide open this year in terms of the bracket that we get and who ends up advancing. I know you kind of intimated that when you came on last week that you know I asked you like who stops a Ravens Zinner Super Bowl and you kind of like everybody like everybody stops a Ravens Zinner Super Bowl. There's a lot of teams out there. <laughs> Do you still feel that way? Like, what's your best guess right now for how this postseason plays out?
2: Yeah, everybody. Except for Mason Rudolph, <clears throat> um, sure. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's still. Uh, I think that I I personally think <clears throat> the AFC is like crazy flat. Um, I know that um, it's flat at the top. I guess uh, I I you know the the, the Ravens are not going to get there without having to go through one of. Houston or Cleveland both of those are potentially a tough out Um, the fact that they get the extra week of rest and get healthier is obviously huge for the Ravens getting to host an AFC championship game Uh, but I have tons of questions about how Lamar will comport himself in a playoff setting just because we've only seen it three times and none of those three games really gives you a sense that he's kind of got his nerves in control when it comes to playoff football. So there's you know there's still like an X factor that uh, Lamar needs to kind of perform at a uh, you know at his MVP level uh, if uh, the Ravens are going to be able to go toe to toe with what is some very good teams. Um, almost certainly the Ravens are going to have to play either the Bills or the Chiefs, in my opinion. Um, now their obviously chances are going to the Super Bowl are are greater because they only have to play one of those two teams, um, and so you know Chiefs pot- potentially have to. Uh, You know, kind of do it themselves, knock out Miami, knock out Buffalo, and then knock out uh, uh, Baltimore. But I think that's, you know, a realistic possibility. Um, But then, similarly, Buffalo, I still have questions about their offense more so than their defense, which is not something I would have ever imagined saying in January of 2024. But here we are. Um, And it's definitely uh, uh, pretty easy and obvious to say they were the biggest winners of the weekend because they went from. You know, potentially out looking in uh, to the two seed, uh, which is a huge swing in, uh, you know, championship equity there. But, um, you know, they they draw a pretty favorable matchup, obviously, with Pittsburgh coming to town next week. Um, And then, uh, you know, they get, uh, you know, but, you know, no playoff game is, uh, you know, is, is. Uh, that easy. I just asked the Bills who struggled with Skylar Thompson last year uh, at home. So, uh, you know, it's it's definitely still com- going to be a competitive contest. And then, uh, you know, that would set up uh, potentially, uh, you know, Bills Chiefs being uh, one of the more um, outstanding kind of uh, closures to, uh, you know, a chapter, a rivalry in the AFC uh, with this, uh, this divisional game potentially taking place in Buffalo. Very excited for that. Um, <clears throat> I think the uh, NFC is less flat the way we see it now. And I just say that because, like, are we talking a week from today? And I guess, you know, not all three games will have been played, but a, a week and a day from today? Like, it's not crazy for me to visualize the Niners are are, uh, uh, are alive in the NFC with the uh, Bucks, Rams, and Packers. <laughs> if that's the case, then, uh, you know, they're going to be, what, a minus 300 to win the NFC. So, you know, there's, there's definitely more scope for chaos and some of the uh, kind of other... You know teams we thought were contenders. Um, you know going out early in the NFC, in my opinion, some of that is because I think there's you know there's injuries to pay attention to for the Cowboys, particularly on the offensive line. There's injuries to pay attention to for the Lions now with their skill position group, uh, and there's uh, like infinity injuries to can keep in mind for the Eagles. So um, yeah, I think uh, the Niners were quietly winners this weekend, uh, and the fact that. Uh, uh, you know, that the the Rams could take out the Lions and the Packers. Who the heck knows? Uh, against the Cowboys, is, is this is going to be a competitive game uh, that just helps San Francisco.
1: What's your uh, favorite bet for the weekend and why? And if you haven't placed one yet, which is fine, obviously, like it's Monday, what, what is the bet that you think you're going to place that you're the most excited about for the weekend and why?
2: Only bet I made so far was <clears throat> under on Monday Night Football. Let me see what number I got. 44.5 minus 108. Eagles, Tampa, that's down to 44. I think that's correct. Um, my fair on that one is actually 43 and this is uh, basically just, uh, you know, kind of acknowledging that both quarterbacks are hurt right now. Um, you know, obviously the finger injury to Hurts uh, is not going to keep him out of the game, but is it going to affect his accuracy? Very possible. Uh, I think the uh, Baker Mayfield and what you saw against the uh, Panthers last week, a week's not fixing you know they have another an extra day to get right which i think is helpful obviously but uh, baker mayfield certainly not playing and with the same uh degree of physical capabilities as he were it was a couple of weeks ago so uh there's definitely a possibility that that game is just a little bit of a slog a little bit uglier than we expected Devonte smith potentially out for the eagles matters uh aj brown dinged up matters uh, i think actually when i made the bet i was actually kind of um uh, going in my head like wow we might actually have like um a situation here where uh philadelphia is down to you know julio jones wide receiver one <laughs> like that would uh, that would definitely be a fun way to have an under um but it seems like aj brown may may be uh, able to go there um but you know you have injuries in the offensive line swift's hurt Hertz is hurt smith and brown uh, like it's enough for me to think that uh, the eagles are going to have to get this done ugly Um, and, uh, you know, I'm expecting Darius Slice coming back. I'm expecting Reed Blankenship's coming back. I know Sidney Brown is out for the rest of the year, but, uh, you're going to have a relatively full strength Eagles defense and a completely banged up Eagles offense, uh, up against, uh, Baker Mayfield on the road in the rain, uh, and Baker Mayfield, obviously dealing with some shoulder injuries. So, um, definitely potential that that game is uh, a little bit on the uglier side. So I played some under.
0: So under in, uh, in Monday Night Football, uh, it's 44 and a half, 44 right now. We'll tell you, like, maybe 43, maybe kind of where we're going in the game, and we'll we'll see what happens there. Well, I'm curious, like, strategy-wise for you. So, like, I, I haven't bet any of these playoff games yet. I know you said you only made one bet. Maybe we're doing it kind of for different reasons. I'm just curious, like, when when there's so much – there's only obviously only a few games, heightened focus, more money being bet, like the market tends to move in different ways. Obviously, injuries are still important. If, if a game starts moving in, like, a really strong direction, in one direction, let's say, like, I think there are two really obvious examples of this. The Chiefs getting bet out a lot because of all the things that are going on with that game in Miami, and the Bills getting bet out a lot, especially if the weather ever improves. Mason Rudolph on the road, no TJ. These are, like, high-profile injuries happening in the games. Are you, like, a wait and come back and play the other side? kind of better like are you like let's let this get like way out there and I'll come back are you like trying to bet this stuff early thinking it's going to move like what's kind of your strategy like because honestly there's so few games even like casual bettors like kind of have the chance to to be like you this week and kind of just play around <laughs> in a couple of
2: these. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I think the somewhat depressing reality is the seasons winding down for me <laughs> from a betting standpoint. Sure. Uh, my volume in the playoffs is probably going to be pretty, uh, pretty minimal unless something really bizarre happens. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I, I don't, I, I, I'm definitely a player who's trying to get down midweek uh, before the kind of the final moves are made um in terms of market uh, directional you know directional response um and if the market goes against me i kind of say so, okay well live with it and if it uh, if if basically i think it's gone too far I, I usually just uh you know more kind of curious about why as opposed to uh being willing to get in front of that and say oh no this was an efficient price so um you know the numbers like like two and a half uh, for cleveland i think that's pretty much perfect 44 uh, for houston cleveland i think that's pretty much perfect um and uh you know if that if that if that I was surprised actually to see that that hit three at some spots today. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was intriguing to think, oh, maybe I will get involved with Houston now that it's set three. But uh, it's still, it's just, I we're talking about razor thin edges. Um, I don't think there was really anything. I don't think it's very likely because these just aren't very hard games to price. There's a lot of known quantities. Um, and I think we're probably heading into, you know, the part of the season where uh, these markets are, are, are good and the edges are narrow and uh if you're getting involved betting wise you're you're probably just doing it for for fun um and uh you know that said there may be some you you, you know there's six games to really dig into matchup wise um and you can come to some understanding or you know some kind of clarity as to why a number is right uh and then see something in a game that deviates from You know, the expectation because of game state uh, that actually opens up opportunities to get down a bigger bet in game or at halftime based on, you know, how things are playing out. Um, But, uh, you know, I think people have kind of let some teams drift a little bit price-wise. Kansas City is probably the best, uh, you know, kind of one to key on. Um, been a while since they've looked good. Offense hasn't been anywhere where we expected so far this season. Uh, don't have very many impressive wins over the last half of the year. Um, Defense is, you know, the EPA per play numbers are are, are, are looking a little meh compared to, uh, you know, we thought this may be like one of the better defenses in the NFL at the start of the season. Like, <clears throat> I look at a team like that and I'm like, man, they are freaking healthy. Like that defense is so healthy right now. And the EPA per play, if you strip out turnovers for everyone, all of a sudden they're still a top five defense uh, over the last half of the season. So, um, they've been a little unlucky in that they haven't been creating turnovers uh, and they're, they're just, you know, at basically at full strength on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, I would, uh, I would say that the team with the most scope to kind of be upgraded in terms of ranking, because, because just because it's drifted down is is probably Kansas city Uh, and uh, you know, in the futures pools, at least I think uh, they're worth considering because again, like, Buffalo, we've seen them do stupider things than lose to Mason Rudolph. Um, And, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, there's scope, in my opinion, for the Ravens to get upset uh, if it ends up being uh, chalky and it's the 2-3 and you're sending either, you know, the winner of the Houston Cleveland game to Baltimore. Um, You know, I could see that being a competitive game if Lamar's not sharp. So, um, you know, any, any, anything happens to the Ravens and it's at the hands of the uh, Browns or the Texans, then, you know, you scoop an enormous amount of equity if you have bills or chiefs in pocket. So um, only a kind of futures play I made was Kansas city just because of their health. And uh, just, I think that there is scope for the market to upgrade that team. If they put together a couple of wins,
1: we have a hard 30 seconds here for the final answer. So, I understand you're like a judicious better. You want to make sure that, you know, that you have have an edge that you really like here. And you're saying like, we're going to bet games and like you're 100% right, right? Because there's not a lot of edges to be found. The numbers are really, really sharp. Then it has to just be like for fun or betting your opinion. So like, let's throw the edge stuff aside here. What is like the game that you have an opinion whether you bet it or not because like your number tells you something, what is the game that you look at and say, My opinion is that this is going to happen? Maybe you don't bet it, but you think it's gonna happen coming up this weekend in 30 seconds to close.
2: Yeah, I think the Rams uh the Rams stay within three. Um three and a half is gonna be bet to three. And I think that game is decided by team with the ball last. Uh, I think the Rams defense is a little underrated and I think the Rams actually could even uh pull off the upset there and set so up why don't you, uh, bet you know, set up some chaos <clears throat> I <Why> have <throat> uh I have let me see I double tapped Rams to win the NFC at 80 to one and 65 to one in November um so I already tipped <laughs> I bet them oh, aggressively and the it's like
1: do you think they're gonna win like you think they're gonna win on Sunday night
2: yeah I think they're gonna win
1: all right, that's uh, good. Good stuff, man. It's like, I think you, yeah. should, I think, I think they're going to win. Also, for what it's worth, I like the Rams. Also, yeah. in the game, and uh, Ken and I will talk yeah. about that coming up next segment here on the show, my friend. We appreciate the time as always. <laughs> Check him out, uh, NBC Sports betting analyst and uh, the Deep Dive Pod with our pal Andy Molliner on Twitter at whale underscore capper. My friend, good luck with all the bets this weekend. Enjoy the games, and we'll catch up with you soon.
2: Best of luck, guys.
1: All right, our pal Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, here with us on. You better, you bet. I, I agree on the Rams. And maybe it is, like, maybe the Lions can get...
0: You yeah, ever heard that. like uh, like mob assassin terminology used for uh, used for NFL futures markets well, before?
1: Well, the, the double tap is like that's like like the Instagram phrase for like when you like a picture, yeah. you double tap. Oh, it.
0: okay. I was thinking more like yeah. uh, assassinating someone. So that's me. Yeah, I'm apparently like an '80s what the, Italian where, where boss. Is, yeah. Where the
1: hell is like yeah. your mind at? That's where you went with
0: that. I, uh, I put the Chiefs in some cement shoes. <laughs> so, like,
1: so, like... So, by the way, if anyone's gonna bring that up, it should be me. Uh, on the other side, Ken and I will get back to our handicap super wild card. We weekend, we'll give you a little more on the Packers and the Cowboys, and then go to the Rams and the Lions in Detroit.
2: That's Scott, can't find anyone, retreats, points, says go right there, caught, Lamb again. As Love on third and one, wants to go up top, looks to the end zone, the pass is on the money for the touchdown. Dontavian Wicks.
0: Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. On the BetQL Network.
1: Kevin Burkhart, Jim Nance with the calls yesterday. As the Cowboys take down the Commanders in Washington. In uh, a related note, Ron Rivera fired today. And, and Bob Myers is going to be heading up the Commanders. I mean, it's, like head coaching it's like a search. blue ribbon
0: committee. I mean, this is just, like, something you see, like, from the government back in the 20th century. It's like, well, we've established this panel to help us find—and It's like, and it's like, here's a Bob Myers and Magic Johnson and, like, all these guys. It's
1: and like, and like, here's, like, re, like, Rex Tillerson, like, oh, oh, random <laughs> right. names. Like, who's, who's going like, to be the, heading Leepa. up this coaching search? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, we're doing. leaping on the panel. It.
0: Let's just get everybody leap, on I the panel. It. Let's do it. Let's I, make the best possible decision. You know what? Yeah.
1: Far be it for me to criticize a guy who has made uh, ninety, eleven billion dollars yeah. in Josh Harris. I'm just going to go on record as saying that hiring Bob Myers is not going to necessarily translate to hiring a great NFL head coach. Just my opinion. Not that it can't work. If I were a Commanders fan, I think I'd be a little. I don't know about this. Maybe let your football guys make football decisions. Just a thought. Sure. Just, just, just a thought. Ah, uh, anyway. uh Cowboys and uh, and the Packers coming over tonight on Sunday on the 2-7 game in the NFC. We'll continue handicapping that game in a moment, but we want to remind all our listeners and viewers of a couple things. First, you can get all your You Better You Bet merchandise and support the show at shop.com. You can check out designs, You Better You Bet After Dark, Final Hour, Power Hour, Choose Your Capper, Don't Be a Slap, The Prop King. We have long-sleeve T-shirts, short-sleeve T-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. So much You Better You Bet merchandise, and you can find it at shop.com. That website, again, shop.com. And this is our final segment for the day with our friends at Stadium. If you're watching us on Stadium right now and you want to check out the final hour of the program, we'd recommend that because to start the 6 o'clock hour Eastern time. We'll give you all our bets for the National Championship game with Washington and Michigan. So, again, all our bets, side total and props for the Natty. Coming up 15 minutes from now, you can find that twitch.tv backslash betql at the conclusion of this segment. But uh, let's continue on, Ken, talking uh, Super Wild Card weekend. Cowboys and the Packers, uh, look, Dallas teaser legs feel really good right now, don't they? Dallas down to minus one and a half. Cowboys just win the game by three. So I, I bet a little Dallas um, last night. I, I I bet seven just because I felt like the number was going to go up. Maybe it goes back down. I will say at seven and a half, I, I wouldn't bet Dallas at that number. If it went down to seven again at some point this week, and I did not already have that bet, uh, I I I think I'd be into the Cowboys at seven. I don't think that the number should ever be below seven and a half. I think that the point spread is just correct right now. I don't have a strong opinion on the total... My concern would be that Dallas, just like doomsday, is Green Bay in the game, which I think is a possibility. I know you think Green Bay can be a little more competitive than that. I would just have concerns here about this Packers offense going to play this Dallas defense. And I know Love's playing awesome. He's been really terrific. And, you know, Eric Eager brought up, you know, Mike McCarthy in big games. Matt LaFleur has been brutal in big games. And I, I would say that to Eric also. It's just like an interview. We had a bunch of things with him. LaFleur has been brutal in some of these big games as head coach of the Green Bay Packers here. So I don't think it's ever Green Bay for me, Ken. Um, it's just like, do I want to come back and play Dallas in some way, shape, or form here? No thought on the total for me yet, but just wanted to say that that this is shaping up for me for me to be ways to play the Cowboys. I'm not necessarily looking, Ken, for ways to play the Green Bay Packers, and I'll think about the total um, over the next couple of days, and maybe we, re- you, and I can readdress that on Thursday.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, look, I mean, I just um, we use the word doomsday like all season to describe when the Cowboys. And I I agree with most of the stuff that you said, too, by the way. I'm not here saying, you know, Packers to win or something like that. Just uh, like to me, like that word that we use because like Parsons tweeted it describes like when the Cowboys play an incredibly inferior opponent that has like a terrible roster and can't protect their quarterback and can't score and like can't make any explosives down the field, then they run up the score in a lot of those games. They cover a lot of those games. I mean, I just have the DVOA rankings up right now. Uh, The Giants are 30th washington's 31st new england's 27th the jets are 25th like and this is like sort of an overall team quality rating those are the doomsday games like those are the opponents in those games this profile is very much more like detroit seattle like those kinds of games cowboys had a lot of trouble in those games i mean they had a lot of trouble winning by margin so look it's Jordan Love in his first career playoff start. He's on the road. Maybe doesn't play particularly well. Maybe their D de- I don't think their defense can hold up against Dallas at all, to be honest. So I think Dallas is scoring a lot. I think even maybe Dallas early first quarter, first half, and then Jordan Love chases the game when LaFleur's not involved anymore and maybe can improvise some explosives. Cause he's, I think like a pretty good quarterback. That's kind of how yep. I see it playing out. So that is Dallas kind of by a working margin in the game. Just the idea that they're going to hold a more than like eight point lead. I just, like, I wouldn't be confident enough to bet that, really. So I think the teaser legs are fine. I like the over. Obviously, like, if Jordan Love is terrible and and plays poorly and they can't score, okay, sure. Um, To me, this is like, okay, like, compare this to a game. Uh, Dallas-Seattle Thursday night a few weeks ago would be my comp for the game, something like that, Um, where Dak's just going to outplay the other quarterback and they're going to win a high-scoring game.
1: An underdog in the over was obviously what happened in that game. Yeah. Seattle covering the spread. Game went over, but Dallas did end up winning that game at the end. We'll talk more about this game coming up on Thursday. Nick and Ken here on You Better You Bet. Final segment for the day on Stadium. Twitch.tv on TV, backslash BetQL. And we'll start next hour with all our bets for the national championship game. Uh, maybe this will be a quick discussion because we were kind of both on record already with what we wanted to do in this game last week, and we got it. And just once again... A tip of the cap to Carson Wentz getting the job done yesterday for the LA Rams and for yours truly. And as a result, we get the Rams at the Lions in the Matthew Stafford Bowl. Detroit, Right now, in between a three and a three-and-a-half-point home favorite, the three at MGM is juiced way towards the Lions. The total in the game right now sitting at 51-and-a-half. So, like, a bunch of the Rams star players got buys, basically, right? Stafford doesn't play. Kyron Williams doesn't play. Cup doesn't play. Ernest Jones doesn't play. Aaron Donald doesn't play. Nakua plays long enough to like to get the rookie receiving records and then is pulled from the game. So the Rams' best players are going to be pretty healthy going into this game. The Lions played their starters, and this isn't even like a criticism of what the Lions did. Like, we bet Detroit, and we won yesterday against Minnesota. Just that like they they played their starters, and they ended up winning by 10 against uh, Minnesota. But in the process, likely lost star tight end Sam Laporta for this game. Not 100%. But it feels like at this early point in the week that Laporta's unlikely to play, based off like the reporting, and even what Dan Campbell said, which was it's not as bad as it could have been, but it's also not good, was basically the paraphrasing of what Campbell said. Maybe it's like a TJ Watts scenario where he might be able to play in the divisional round. He feels very unlikely for this game. Khalif Raymond also might not be able to play. It does look like the Lions will get Jamison Williams back, though, for this game. He missed Sunday's win Ken against the Minnesota Vikings. So Detroit in between three and three and a half at home against the Rams and the Stafford Bowl Sunday night football can't wait for it Detroit's gonna be rocking 51 and a half the total also I think we both think the Rams are gonna win
0: yeah or just uh I, I like them a lot in the game. Uh, I think this is going to go to three and a half. So right now there are three and a half 115s in a few places, and there are a couple three and a half one tens. 110s. And my decision is, like, do I actually want to make a bet early in the week because I risk losing this number, which I think is really valuable. Um, in a lot of categories, especially on defense, uh the rams are better the rams are better at a lot of things than the lions are the rams are healthier than the lions are the rams played better in the second half of the season in a bunch of situations than the lions did uh the lions are the worst pass defense in the entire playoffs uh all 14 teams they're the worst and it's not close and it's by far and here's matthew stafford and these receivers who's the better coach in the game the rams coach who's the better quarterback the rams quarterback it's three and a you half. You
1: who agrees with that, by the way? The Rams. The Rams agree with that last part.
0: I I just, uh, it's not that the Lions, like I, there's no certainty to any of this. The Lions can win. The Lions can win 50 to nothing. Just like this is the price I'm being offered. I need the Rams to just be competitive in a game where I feel like they have a billion advantages. And uh, and maybe the Lions home field advantage will overcome that. And maybe some aggressive decision-making by Campbell can overcome that. Uh, and maybe some conservative decision-making by McVeigh can nullify that. But just like I, I look at the teams on a sheet of paper I, I don't think they're they're separated by very much and uh i like a lot of the advantages that the rams have in the game uh i i, pr- I will probably end up betting three and a half soon at the risk of losing it and uh, especially if the lions start to get some like if it's like laporta out and that comes out on wednesday or something like then you you kind of risk losing this number a little bit i think um i do like the rams at more than a field goal of all the dogs like the two and a half three three and a half uh, i think they are the most likely to win their game
1: not uh... Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, so just just for the people out there that like the Rams in the game, the advice you think is to and nothing's foolproof. It doesn't have to go this way, but your best guess yeah. would be should probably try and lock this three and a half up now because we don't think it'll last. And look, people can you like Detroit, the and game. then it's and then it's like yeah. may, maybe wait, and then we get a three with Detroit. Do you think that's that's the most likely market move here?
0: Just yeah, just because we'll like play it out. What is... Uh, we, we're back on the air on Thursday. What is any news we're likely to get in this game in the next two days that players for the Lions are not playing? That's it. That's all we're probably looking to get in the next couple of days. If they're playing, it probably goes until Sunday. But, like, if they're out and it's just we know they're out, like what McDaniel just did with a couple defensive starters, okay, now maybe that doesn't cause a reaction in the market. Like, it's Sam Laporta. It's not, you know, Jared Goff. But, you know, what do you risk? Risk losing three. Like... I, I don't know. I think the three and a half is a pretty good bet. If it ends up, uh, you know, going up even more, like I can definitely be wrong. That's just my best guess right now.
1: Is this the game as a fan that you're most excited to watch this weekend?
0: Yeah, probably. It's not that like, this is like a 10 out of 10. Uh, The other games or don't present with like a lot of the same drop. now that the dolphins have kind of fallen off the cliff a little bit here. Cause like that game would be my answer normally Um, just like Mahomes against Miami, like at, you know, eight weeks ago, I would have picked that game. Not even close. If you gave me the match, like, I can't wait for even though they didn't give us like the most high scoring game when they played the international series. Like it was still a fun game it ended up being a competitive game at the end of the game, which we didn't really talk about the first meeting. Um, I would normally have picked that. I just like, I want Miami to be competitive. I just don't know if they can. So if they can't, then this is the answer to the question. That this oh, is the I one th- you'd be looking it's... forward to the most. Yeah. I,
1: and I, I love that this is the Sunday night game. Detroit, like Detroit oh, sure. is going to be an absolute madhouse. Stafford against Goff. McVay against Goff. Campbell, who the hell knows what he's going to do. Uh, I I think this is going to be the most entertaining game of the weekend. And maybe it comes down to whichever offense has the ball last. Uh, I, just, I agree with Ken that... Like, A number above three with the Rams, I feel like, will end up being a really valuable bet when it comes down to it. All right, our time on Stadium is done for this Monday. If you're watching on Stadium, head on over to Twitch, twitch twitch.tv backslash betql. Next segment, we'll talk the Eagles and the Bucks on Monday night and give you all our bets for the natty tonight with Michigan and Washington.
0: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM (laughs) on the BetQL Network.